Green Visions, Green Ideas. Hello, everyone, to this perhaps the last episode before our Christmas time. Uh, and of course, we've got another um, exciting guest here today uh, with our Green Visions, Green Idea podcast, which is, as always, sponsored by allgoodspeakers.com. And our guest here today uh, is Vida Engmann from the Matzklausen Institute uh, on campus Sönderborg. And Vida, perhaps um, say a bit about yourself. So what is your driving force? What is your research topic? What is uh, what is actually getting you into this podcast here today? Hi. Hi, Oli, and hi, everybody who's listening to us. Thank, thank you for inviting me here. It's really fun to be here. Very welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, as Oli said, I'm Vida Engman, and I'm... Uh, I've been here in, in Nanosu, uh, that is in Mass-Clausen Institute, since 2014. And since then till now, I have uh, yeah, been working a lot on organic solar cells. Uh, in the meantime, I also got promoted as associate professor, so I'm quite, quite happy. <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> With... forget that detail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's nice. It just happened this year during the lockdown, so something nice happens even when you're not having fun <laughs> in the lockdown. That's good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so what we do in the group, it's not just me, of course. It's quite a big activity here. Uh, so there is this whole organic solar cell group that uh, is led by Bamba Morton Mason. And uh, a lot of us is doing different things, different aspects of, of trying to make these organic solar cells um, a reality. They are the most environmentally friendly of all of these renewable energy sources. That's quite cool. And they, they, um, they measure that in terms of the energy payback time. So how long time do you have to use this type of a solar cell in order to recreate the energy that you actually needed to invest into producing such a solar cell. Okay. So yeah. of all of the renewable energies and other type of uh, other type of solar cells like silicon ones and so the organic ones have have the shortest payback time. And also the cool thing about these organic solar cells is that they they, they emit the the least um, CO2 um, uh, per per kilowatt produced. So they're really very green as such. That's, that's quite cool somehow. I like to say that because it makes sense uh, why we do what we do. Of course, we do it because it's also fun to, to uh, explore these material possibilities. Mm -hmm. But it's cool that it has really uh, such nice uh, properties. Yeah. And perhaps, actually, I think that not all our listeners might be able to draw the link between something like nanotechnology on the one hand and solar cells on the other. So could you perhaps explain how these things actually work together? Yeah, yeah. So the, the, with these organic solar cells, the difference to silicon solar cells is that they are, they, they, they are in the heart of them. So the, the absorbing um, material and also energy converting material inside of them is not silicon, but it's organic um, semiconductors. And, and quite specific for this then organic solar cells and organic semiconductors is they absorb light very well. So you just need little amounts of it. And actually, um, as for example, compared to silicon, where, where you need like really thick layers. So our solar cells, as, as you mentioned, they, they work in the nano technology domain. So on nanoscale, you need just um, approximately 100 to 200 nanometers of, of these um, so the layers, the thickness mm -hmm. of, of the absorbent material cells. And actually that is quite a complicated thing because these materials inside are usually 
polymers and some mm -hmm. small molecules. And actually, I, I like the analogy quite often. People say, imagine a plate with spaghettis and the meatballs. Mm -hmm. And the meatballs are the small molecules and spaghettis are the polymers. And you have to somehow get the optimal intermixture between your uh, uh, bolognese sauce and your spaghettis in order to get the optimal efficiency in our case. No? Yeah. So somehow this is very hard to get. And then the second step also, how, how to get this mixture to stay like that during the use of the solar cells so that you mm -hmm. have stability, st stable performance of, let's say, yeah. 10 years they or something. Not, that they are not yeah. degrading and stuff. And yeah, they actually, like to un unfold. <laughs> and you said about 100 to 200 nanometers. So just perhaps um, to relate this to something, uh, what is a human hair? What is uh, Ooh, yeah. the diameter of a human hair, for instance? You are, now, now you're asking me. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. I think it's something less than a micrometer, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah I think it's 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 much thinner than than that. Your, yeah. your active layer would be much 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 thinner than your hair. So okay. you you're really using a little bit of the material. That that yeah. that's that's also why you have this uh, very uh, also low cost, but also this low payback time because you you really use just tiny little fraction of of yeah material. Yeah. It's, it's quite so actually it is a very thin dish of spaghetti bolognese <laughs> that we have yes, to create. You don't, you don't okay. easily get saturated by it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. By itself. <laughs> interesting, interesting. And you have <laughs> and you have actually made uh, a significant contribution to that because uh, we also celebrate in a way that you get two important grants uh, that, you, um, that actually make you do your research in the next years um, on that. Uh, so what is this actually about? Uh, what did you get the money for? That, that, that was quite nice. So I, I, I keep on telling myself that 2020 at the end is not so bad as, as it seems. Um, yeah, so we got, it's quite nice. We got two, two grants now, just within the last uh, few months, I think. So first, first of all, it was really great that the, um, that the ministry and the, 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 the Independent Research Fund in Denmark, they, they had this nice strategic call in the beginning of the year. And as everybody knows, it's going towards uh, making the world more uh, green and, and, yeah. and putting an emphasis on developing these green technologies. Yeah. It was so, really basically all about green ideas, actually, just yeah, like this yeah. podcast. It was really amazing to see that, that they recognized to that extent that yeah, we need mm -hmm. a boost in that field. Yeah, And then later on now, just a few um, yeah, a week ago or something like that, I think I, I was very happy to find out that I also got this other funding the, the, the Carlsberg uh, Young Fellowship, um, Young Researcher Fellowship, I'm sorry. That is really great because it's, it's, it's such a, ah, yeah, I don't know how to say it. It's a big recognition because they are giving you a lot of money. So probably they really b believe in the ideas. I'm, I'm very, mm -hmm. very happy. And yeah, what we want to do now with this money, um, the, the idea for, for what we were granted is to, to make this um, nanoparticle um, material system. So Somehow, uh, lately, what I was doing in the lab lately is the, to try to, to um, use the materials from the nature to, to make these solar cells more stable. And, and for that, we, we looked a lot into the leaves and <laughs> we decided to use the beta-carotene. So when you think of the leaves, <clears throat> the, you, you have these... Um, you, you also somehow are converting energy inside, right? Your, your, mm -hmm. your leaf uh, takes the sunlight. We know the photosynthesis, how it works, right? So mm -hmm. it creates itself energy and so on. And uh, somehow it's also organic molecules in such a leaf. 
So they also degrade very much under the light and in the presence of oxygen, of course. But the, the nature has made a good way to, to protect them. And next to these, let's say, energy centers inside of the leaf, if you look at the chloroplast, for example, and you look at chlorophylls, next to it, you will always find these um, beta-carotene molecules. And, and they <clears throat> very efficiently prevent the, the, this uh, chlorophyll, the chloroplast, for, from yeah, breaking down. So we thought, okay, if we take such a substance, we can also maybe prolong the lifetime of our organic materials. And that really worked. And, and somehow in this project now that we get funded, it, it's based on that and we want to go a step further. So what we want to do, we want to kind of copy now the, <laughs> the whole uh, uh, leaf units of, of chloroplast. So if and I got you right at the beginning, basically, uh, you already said that they are already perhaps the best performing uh, green energy that we have. And what you are now working on is that you're using um, the mechanisms that we do find um, in leaves and trees and the nature to actually make them even more, uh, yes. more, more sustainable and also a bit more long lasting and even more efficient. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That that's okay. the main idea. That that's yeah. I, I hope it will be uh, <laughs> working. It, it should be working. Okay. <laughs> and perhaps just let's perhaps get it get just a little bit more practical. So if I would now like to buy an organic solar cell, um, <laughs> what can I expect? Uh, so how much energy does it actually give me? Can it oh. even uh, can can it even be used uh, to charge my my car? Or is it basically only for the household? Uh, Uh, would it be, for example, I'm okay to light up my Christmas tree? So, what is the kind of <laughs> what is the kind of thing that I can expect from from the well, state of I, the art? Yeah, that, that, that's a good question. Yeah, uh, whew, yeah. Um, so, I, I should have prepared more with this uh, commercial <laughs> aspect, uh, but I am I'm sure you could light up the Christmas tree. That 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 without a problem. With car, I think it would be a little bit more hmm, problematic. Okay. Unless un unless you have a very very big Small. field, <laughs> or a big field of solar cells, yeah. Okay. Yes. You have to be a very rich Rockefeller with very big fields, and then yeah. So I think the 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 the, the thing with organic photovoltaics, if you look at the efficiency at the moment, so. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, it's quite nice because uh, I think they call it the disruptive moment has happened in this technology. So some two, three years ago, they started uh, replacing the usually used acceptor um, molecules, so fullerens, with non-fullerens uh, molecules. And okay, without going into much details, you can get much higher absorption with these materials and you have mm -hmm. less, less energy losses, so you can get much higher efficiency. So now the The record efficiency with this non-fullerene type of organic solar cells is around 18. I even heard on a conference uh, two days ago, they, they managed to get to 19. So 19% efficiency, we are basically side to side to the silicon solar cells. Mm -hmm. And There efficiency have... means that, that this is the amount of, this, of the sun energy that is actually converted into electricity. This is what yes. efficiency means. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. The, 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 let's say the, the usefulness of your cells, yeah. something like that. So basically yeah. it tells you how, how much electricity you get out like that, if you know what is your solar spectrum. But everything changes once you leave the lab. <laughs> so when you go to, for example, Morton's lab, mm -hmm. when you go to the roll-to-roll -roll lab, that is, uh, which is, uh, well, that part of the, the, the labs is more into uh, developing the, the, the processing for, for, for industry uh, conditions. Yeah, then you're all of a sudden working in oxygen atmosphere, right, in normal air. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. And then you're working on large scale and then you get high losses because these organic materials, they, they tend to break down. Mm-hmm. They tend to oxidize no? when they're exposed to, to oxygen. So there yeah. you have then some yeah, losses. So from this 19% that you get in super controlled uh, inert atmosphere, you, you will maybe go down to uh, yeah, maybe half even. But this is exactly the thing that you are working on, right? Because you yes. were talking that um, even um, in the oxygen, so in the normal um, atmosphere, that you want to make them more efficient and more yes. sustainable. Yes. Okay. That, that, that's the goals now, because you can say we can encapsulate it. Yes, you can encapsulate it once the solar cell is finished. But mm-hmm. before you have, like, in the si- in the very process of, of of making the cell in the fabrication, like in a company, you 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 cannot have them encapsulated. <laughs> so they're exposed to air, and they already start to degrade as you're making them. But if you can add such stabilizing inside the compounds, then you can prevent that from happening at, at this early stage of, of, of fabrication. So you, you're already from the start somehow yes. increasing the, 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 the efficiency and then also it stays longer up. Yeah. And I think what, what is quite cool about these cells, they're thin, they're flexible. They, you, you can, depending on the material that you use, and you can use really anything that the chemical synthesis can synthesize. So you can get different colors from green and blue and yellow, ah, and whatever you want. Okay. Yeah, they, they're, they're quite like pleasing to the eye. And because they are, you can very easily then embed them in different architectural objects. So okay. um, yeah. some so two years. Electrified decoration in a way. Yeah, 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 <laughs> a yeah. completely but, new term. <laughs> yes, yes. And people say, yeah, you know, the organic solar cells, they're not so stable. And um, why, why would you, they're not also so efficient on the large scale. Mm-hmm. Why would you take them? Yeah, because you cannot put a, a, you know, a, a rigid a blue non-transparent solar cell and embed it so nicely in all of these architectural object. I always see silicon solar cells and organic solar cells as 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 two vehicles on 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 the road to a sustainable future. So sometimes you want to take the bicycle, sometimes you want to take a truck, depending on what you're doing. So maybe mm-hmm. when you're doing the heavy moving, um, um, heavy uh, energy consuming uh, uh, type of applications, you would still go for silicon. But, but there is really a, a lot of things which you, you cannot cover with silicon and you can with organic solar cells. And, Super. So if, if I would perhaps summarize this, uh, <laughs> what, what I have learned at least uh, in this episode is now that um, there has been a recent breakthrough um, and that solar cells that are now organic already perform more or less at eye level uh, with solar cells mm-hmm. that are traditional silicon based. And that you are still working on getting them even better in terms of sustainability and in terms of power efficiency. And that um, basically they have the, the additional advantage that they can be colorful or perhaps even transparent and flexible. And that you can perhaps embed them into many, many different everyday applications where the other ones are not really working. Um, mm-hmm. And that you are at the moment working um, on getting them basically from non-atmospheric situations like in outer space, you basically yeah. get them down to earth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you basically yes. get them down to earth in a way. A very nice <laughs> picture. And then we have the different roads, the different cars. Do I take the silicon car? Or do I take the, <laughs> yeah, the organic yeah, yeah. car? Very nice, very nice. Is there anything you would like to add? Is there something very cool, very fancy, um, upcoming things that you would like the listeners to take note of? Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's a that's a tricky question. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I I hope that everybody who listens will will um, yeah feel um, 
excited also to do something good for the future. So it, it doesn't have to be solar cells. Of course, it's great if it is. <laughs> and if it's organic, even better. But it, it's cool just always to kind of think about uh, what we do, what we're using in, in everyday life and try to see if we can maybe optimize its use or, or, or use some alternative way to, to get, for example, electricity or heating or whatever it is in order mm -hmm. to, to reduce our CO2 imprint on, 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 on the world so that we can yeah, have a better future or that we have a future. <laughs> wow, super. I think this is potentially the best ever conclusion that we ever had on a Green <laughs> oh. Vision Screen Idea podcast episode. I could not have done it any better. <laughs> so oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Vida, um, for having us today. And to all our listeners, just a merry and happy and healthy Christmas time, of course. All the best here from southern Denmark. Bye-bye. All the best. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>